Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson, the talk show that makes the connections between research, policies, and practitioners that are too often missing from the American education system. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Good day, listeners. Welcome to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. I am your host, Jonathan Jefferson. You can learn more about me at my show page on TalkZone.com. Today, we are going to have conversations with four exceptional Uniondale High School scholar-athletes who any parent would be proud to call their own. First, let me share with you a glimpse into the past. Back in the mid-80s, a popular and bright 10th grader was bored with school and planning to quit to pursue what appeared to be a more exciting life. All around him, friends and acquaintances were becoming celebrities in a new entertainment medium called hip-hop. This 10th grader's sister's boyfriend created the beat to LL Cool J's first hit record titled, I Need a Beat. Five blocks away lived Run DMC, and his older brother was known in the streets as one of the best DJs. Many future and present hip-hop stars were in and out of his home and the homes of his friends. School appeared to be a delay to his aspirations of becoming a rap star. On the day he planned to run away from home and head to Hollywood, his high school's track coach saw him running through, a, through the gym and asked him to come out for the track team. That one moment changed the trajectory of his life. The track team and the friends he made there kept him engaged in high school until graduation. Ladies and gentlemen, I was that 10th grader. I could, I could not imagine where my life would be today if it weren't for the late Coach Cohen asking me to join a team. My guests today will share their high school journeys and the part that sports played in it. Karina Escobar is salutatorian of her high school, soccer and softball student athlete, and accepted to New York University, that's NYU, where she will study international business. Albert Rivas is eighth in his graduating class of approximately 500, male scholar-athlete of the year for his school, lacrosse student-athlete, and accepted to Rochester Institute of Technology, where he will be studying chemical engineering. Karina and Albert, welcome to the show. Glad Thank to you be for here. having us. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start with ladies first. Karina, when did you first begin playing organized sports? Uh, I first began playing around middle school around seventh grade because the school didn't allow us to play in sixth grade because they thought that it would clash too much with our grades academically and our performance on the field. So I began playing since seventh grade and haven't stopped. So all of your organized sports experience have been through the school? Yes. Uh, I found it easier to participate in schools because they were more understanding when it came to putting my academics first because for me and my values, what I've been taught is that school is always the number one thing. It's the most important, and if you want to get anywhere, you got to try your best there. No, oh, good for you. And Albert, how about you? When did you start playing organized sports? Uh, I actually started uh, during the summer of fifth grade when I was, you know, when we were just starting middle school. During the summer in between, used to play for a soccer club for, called the Hempstead Tigers. Okay. Now, um, I'll start with you, Albert. Who first got you interested in sports? Uh, it was actually my dad because he is a big soccer fan, and, you know, I used to sit down and watch every game, you know, with him. 
And just watching the players, you know, do their thing, it got me interested in saying, hey, maybe I could be just as good as them someday. So was it you who asked your dad to sign you up for Hempstead Tigers, or did your parents research that and, and just sign you up? Uh, I asked my folks to join. Okay, great. Now, were there friends in the neighborhood who were also joining? That That's how you became aware of the Hempstead Tigers? Yes. Cool. Okay. Now, Karina, same with you. Who first got you interested in sports? Um, I guess it would be my family has always been, well, my dad especially liked to watch soccer, and he just likes watching SPN and, you know, all those sports channels. But they were, well, especially my dad was, he was against me playing sports. So Really? Yeah, I guess, I don't know, the way he was raised, girls weren't really allowed to play sports because they used to get hurt or, you know, the parents were mostly just afraid that something would happen to them on the field and that they weren't as strong as boys were. So for the couple of years where I did want to play, where they offered, uh, I forget what it was called, um, in fifth or fourth grade, they used to offer uh, PAL, I believe okay. it was called. Yeah, um, Police Athletic League. Yeah, and they used to. I always asked him if I could join the, one of those leagues of soccer or even just the cheerleaders. I just wanted to do sports, anything. But um, it was just an argument to actually play sports. And then I finally got, I guess I finally convinced him enough that that was what I wanted and that I would be careful as much as I could be. So you just wore him out pretty much. <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> okay. Um same question for you, Albert. Um, or actually, you already told me your dad first got you involved in sports. So actually, both of you have to be reminded that Father's Day is coming. So um, <laughs> yeah. since both of your parents got you, your dad's got you involved in sports, don't forget them on Father's Day. Oh, <laughs> uh, got the gift for him already. Great. Okay, so Albert, do you believe being active in sports help you academically? Uh, yes, I strongly, I strongly believe so because being active in sports was, what taught me about responsibility and how to manage my time. Okay. And Karina, same, same with you. Did this help you academically? Uh, yeah, because I always used to take on more than I could handle, and sports was a way for me to get away from it and help relieve my stress. And then when I came back from playing in the game or just playing around, I felt better and I felt like I could take on anything. And I took on the challenges in a different way and – I got through it. Great. Now, now, Karina, do you have older siblings? No, I'm the oldest of my family. Okay. So you have younger siblings? Yeah, I have a younger sister. All right. So I guess your younger sister has to thank you when she decides to play sports and doesn't have to argue with dad, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm the one who's been training her or helping her. She just made her softball team recently. Great, great. So has dad's mind been changed? Is he now a, a strong believer in, in girls and sports? He's the first one to congratulate us when he gets home, and when I get upset because we lose, he just tells me that it's a game and just to have fun and not worry about always winning and losing. Awesome. I look forward to meeting him at your graduation. (laughs) Now, um, Albert, what other school activities were you a part of in your four years of high school? I was also part of the National Junior Honor. Well, from what I remember, I was part of the National Junior Honor Society and I think I did, and there were some other clubs I've gotten involved in. I just don't remember what they are on the top of my head. Okay, but pretty much every school year you've done sports and a club or other activity? Yes. Okay. Karina, same question to you. Other than sports, what else have you been involved with? Um, I was, I am a member of the Nas- math honor, Na- National Math Honor Society. 
Um, I also participated in Mathletes, which was competition where we had to do some really pretty hard um, equations, and it was school versus school. I also volunteered at the hospital between 10th and 11th grade, but then I stopped because of the stress of school. Okay. That's about it that I remember. <laughs> okay, that's great. Now, Karina, we'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what challenges did you have to overcome on the court or the playing field, other than your dad? <laughs> <laughs> I guess on the playing field, sometimes I would push myself too hard where I would stop listening to what my body would tell me that it couldn't handle anymore. So I had to learn to pace myself and then sometimes, you know, still push myself knowing when I could take on more. Okay. So, Albert, how about you? What, what challenges have you faced on the on the playing field? Mine, mine is basically almost like Karina's opposite, that I wanted to keep going, but my body just wasn't ready at the time. So during the off-season, I would just train like there's no tomorrow to prepare my, myself physically and mentally for the field. Okay. Now, um, Karina, did overcoming your the challenges you had in sports or the experiences you have in sports um, help you overcome any academic challenges? I guess I could say it did because learning to listen to my body and what it was telling me also helped me in class because when I was younger, um, I experienced, uh, I guess, an anxiety attack or panic attack. It was from all the stress that I had taken on from school and other things. So I learned to, I guess, manage my mind and not think about everything at once and just take it like one step at a time and not let it overwhelm me. So the actual act, the physical activities, uh, actually science has proven that the physical activity will help to reduce the uh, stress and anxiety attacks. So did you notice that after engaging in uh, practice or, or, or a game that you had no, no or less uh, anxiety attacks? Yeah, it's just being on the field, it's like there's nothing else but you and the game. There's no other worries. There's no other things that can come into you that could come in that come into your mind while you're on that field. It's just you, the field and the people playing. Okay. And Albert, what's your feelings on that? No, it's mine also goes similarly along with Karina, you know, that it would be able to release a lot of stress and sometimes anger and, you know, other mixed feelings that I had. But it also helped me overcome challenges by the fact that, you know, that you have um, paying attention to the coaches and what they're teaching because basically they're teachers just in a different classroom, just on a field. And what it taught me was, you know, if you paid attention and you did what the coaches said and, did, and you know, you followed how they told you, you know, you, we would win every game that we played against for the most part. And they taught okay. me that, you know, if I listen to my teachers and follow the steps that they showed, that increasing my chances of doing much better in the class. Okay. Now, Albert, let me backtrack. Do you have older siblings? I do, but they're not, not in this country. Okay. How about younger siblings? I have a younger brother. And what, what is, are his sports aspirations? He, uh, his, his biggest sport is he wants to do wrestling. Okay. Now, you're, you were a lacrosse player. Does he have any interest in lacrosse, or he's, he's opposite of Big Brother? He's basically opposite, but where we come along similarly is just I help him train, I help him work out. You know, I tell him lifting weights and, you know, eating correctly, you know, it's going to prove more beneficial to him, and, you know, he'll be much stronger and much more prepared for when he comes on to ninth grade. Okay. He's fortunate to have you as a big brother. Um, 
Now, this question is for both of you. I'll go with Karina first. In order to become salutatorian of your high school, especially a high school with over 2,000 students, uh, it just demands a tremendous amount of work. So how did you balance your schoolwork with your team schedule? Um, my first year, um, well, softball, I didn't do soccer until my last year because I had lost interest, but I played softball for all four years. So I guess my ninth grade year, I struggled a bit because softball was every day after school until 6 o'clock. And when we had games, we would come home at 8, sometimes 7, 9. It depended on where we went to play. And time just got away. It flew by, and sometimes I had to stay up really late doing just to accomplish my homework or wake up early to do it before school started. Um, I learned as I got older and continued playing, um, I learned to just those little moments that you have, those little times that you're not playing or that you're on the bus ride there or back, you could do your homework. It does Maybe it's not the proper environment in which I could do it, but I learned to manage my time between homework and schoolwork and practicing on the field. My coach was also very understanding when it came to I had to go to extra help or I had something that involved school that I had to do. Okay. Now, uh, Albert, you're eighth in your class, and I've noticed the top 20, there's really not that much of a difference uh, academically. You are all putting in a tremendous amount of work. So how did you balance the two and still uh, graduate at such a high level or soon to graduate at such a high level? No, it, was, it goes along with, you know, what Karina said. You know, sometimes I'd come home late depending on where we're playing and depending on how long the games are. But I, I was also able to, you know, staying up, you know, it would be a little bit troublesome just staying up late because my folks are not big fans of that. But I learned I learned a trick where, you know, one of my teachers was talking about, you know, when I come home from practice or a game or something, do you tell me is what, what I do is I would shower, you know, right after, then I'd eat, you know, rest for like five, ten minutes, then I get right to homework. Just I don't waste I don't waste too much time on it. Maybe fifteen minutes at best. But then after, get right on homework. You know, once I finish up. Do some little extra studying because there were because most of the time I didn't go to extra hall, so that would mean I I pushed myself a little further to try and figure the things out myself, and then do uh, chores at home and then sleep. Well, that was your response is a perfect example of how being engaged in sports and many activities uh, teaches you how to organize your time and structure your time, and and you just gave a, a excellent layout of how you did just that. Um, at this time, Karina and Albert, we're going to take a short break, but we'll be back soon with more right after this. Welcome back to Educate on Talk Zone. Here's Dr. Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our discussion with our our special scholar athletes. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on Talk Zone. Uh, Karina and Albert. This time we will start with Albert so that he doesn't have to uh, agree with Karina anymore. Um, are there, Albert, are there activities that you wish you could have done, but your schedule just did not allow for it? To be quite honest, not really. Like I've been, I've always been a person. You know, I, 
I had there. I don't do like a lot, you know, as much as my fellow peers, you know, getting involved in clubs and stuff. But you know, when I do, I always put my best in it. So I didn't always do much. So there was really nothing that you know, not even the sports. They really interfered with my schedule. Okay. And Karina, how about you? I guess it's my turn to agree <laughs> with Albert. <laughs> but um, I guess yeah, there there aren't activities that I wish I could have done because. I honestly believe if, if it was something I truly wanted to do, I would have found time to make it. But I was quite content with doing sports and all the other activities I did in school. Okay. Now, with regards to success and failure and, and level of performance, both academically and athletically, uh, Karina, do you have any regrets? Grades 9 through 12, anything you wish you could have done a little better or differently? I guess. For school-wise, it would be maybe putting in a little bit more studying time. I'm the type of student that learns in the classroom, and I can just recall what a teacher says. I don't really have to review it to remember what they what they taught. And I guess if I would have studied, it would have also helped me with studying skills now that I'm going off to college and preparing myself better for exams. Yeah, maybe I didn't maintain really high um, really high grades above average, basically, but I could have done better if I would have put in a little bit more effort. Is this so, is one of your regrets possibly not doing that and therefore not being the valedictorian of your high school? <laughs> I don't regret not being the valedictorian because I did put in a lot of effort. It was a lot of hard work. And congratulations to Ariana, who is valedictorian. There's no resentment nor re- nor regrets towards her whatsoever. Nope. She did her best, and I did my best. Maybe I could have done a little more, and she went she went that extra mile. But, yeah, I do wish I could have put in the studying time. But it happened, it happened, and I did the best I could, and now I just have to learn from my mistakes. Okay, well, in the second half of our show, we're going to have number three in your class, and I want to see if she has uh, uh, any regrets not beating you out for salutatorian. <laughs> Um, we have we have to keep the competitiveness in this because we are talking athletics. Uh, so Albert, uh, academically, athletically, grades nine through twelve, any any regrets? Personally, no, because you know, based on how I've lived my life, I never have regrets, which is why I always emphasize to myself to if you're gonna do something right, you gotta do it. You know, do it the best you can on the first try. You know, my parents, probably just like Karina's parents, they came here for another country looking for a new life, looking for something better for, you know, the next generation. And, you know, you know, uh, being the first here, first citizen here in my family in the United States, you know, being number eight, you know, in a school of 2000, you know, out of a class of 500, you know, that's something not even my parents expected to come out. Because I, like I said, like I mentioned, I never talked a lot, really. You know, I, I just do what I do, and I just try and put my 100% into it on the first time. And if I mess up, I mess up, I move on, and I just try and make it better the second try. So I have no regrets. Now, Albert, I, I really appreciate what you said because uh, your school has a lot of first-generation students, and not all of them recognize the the struggles their parents had or the efforts their parents went into to come to the United States and therefore put the effort in that you put in 
um, are realizing that, 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 that's what's most important to their parents. So I really respect the fact that you mentioned that. And I do hope, um, there are others listening who will, um, recognize the, the struggles of their parents and how much their parents truly want them to succeed and put that extra effort in. So thanks a lot for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Karina. Yes. <laughs> think, think about your, think about your coaches. Um, how has any of them uh, contributed to your success? Mm, coach Kempton, she was my softball team coach. She <laughs> was a math teacher, and every time we went onto the field, she put the drills we did, the practices, what we needed to fix, I guess, in math terminology, and math being one of my favorite subjects. I just saw it in the way she saw it. And with that, I learned that just because sometimes things we learn in the classroom don't seem like they'll be something we use in real life, sometimes you'll find them in the oddest places that you will have to use them. So when I play a game, sometimes it's not just about what's actually going on. You can see the (laughs) angles, the trajectory, the power, the speed, everything that you need to accomplish it. And... I guess the best way to put it for her helping me would be that she made me see that school is doesn't just help you in school, like schoolwork. It helps you in real life, and sometimes that's what's going to get you ahead. Wow. Well, well stated. In fact, let me ask you, have you started writing your salutatorian speech? <laughs> Uh-oh. I did write my speech. Well, I have about five excerpts or drafts, better said. <laughs> <laughs> and only one of them is a com- no two. There are two completed drafts, and there are five excerpts. And I've asked my teacher, Mr. Bowman, to help me. I just don't know. There's so much that I want to say, but I don't want to say it in a way that people won't hear me. Well, the best. Let me give you some advice. <laughs> if you want people to hear you, you need to speak from the heart, not from a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, I- felt like that would be the best manner to go about it because when you speak from your heart is all the sincerity that you say the words with is felt and people can hear it, not just listen to it. And and the reason I brought that up is because the way you explain the connections that your teacher made with math and sports and, and how it relates to life, something as, as simple as that has impact when people hear it. Um, and as they move forward, they will take, um, they will take that, that, that bit of advice with them and take more seriously the, the, the learning experiences they have. But let me give you uh, another great speech advice. I'm going to give you the, the three B's. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're going to be brief. Mm-hmm. You're going to be funny. <laughs> and wow. then you're going to be seated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, uh, no one likes a long drawn out speech about how great and wonderful and the world is going to be um just speak from the heart and remember the three b's and you will get a a a standing ovation (laughs) okay and i'm going to be there and i don't want to be there all morning by the way (laughs) so um moving on so we, we 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 spoke actually albert have i asked you about um the impact any of your coaches from from fifth grade on from from hempstead tigers on um, what has any of your coaches done to contribute to your success? One, probably my favorite coach in particular, Coach E. Spolina. 
know, the assistant coach of the varsity team. He, ironically, he was my fifth grade teacher back in Smith Street. I had him as a teacher in fifth grade, so, you know, that was when I first met him, and that was when he first showed me, you know, how to grow up the right way, you know, how to, you know, how to be a man, you know, how to be a man, how to live like one, and, you know, how to have uh, mentality and characteristics like, characteristics like one. And just the simple fact that he, that I had the privilege of being coached by him, you know, seeing him once again for these past two years, you know, it's, I find it an honor because it helps reinforce, you know, all the stuff that he's taught me, you know, seeing, you know, he's, you know, him being a father and, you know, just how he, he lives his life and how he conducts himself with himself and the rest of the team, you know, it just, it sets a big example for me and it's something that I want to follow in. Have you ever shared that with uh, Coach Spelina? Uh, be honest, no, I have not. Let me tell you, having taught for or been in the field of education for over 20 years, what keeps people going and what and what's more valuable than anything is hearing that you had an impact and it, it lifts their spirit and it keeps them going for for years and years to come so that the impact he had on you, he will um, joyfully have on many other students. So I, I would encourage you if you get the chance uh, let him know exactly the impact he's had on you. Will do. Okay. Um, now, uh, we'll go back to Karina. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, before we do that, we're going to, actually, no, we'll, we'll do this first, okay, because we're running out of time from the first segment. So, Karina, what advice would you give an eighth grader about to enter high school? Considering my sister is an eighth grader about to enter high school, um, I guess I would say that they shouldn't take everything in the way that it's thrown at them. They should find the best way that they can deal and handle things because everybody's different and everybody has different ways of dealing with problems, with stress, with school, and not everyone's the same. Nobody, okay. not even identical twins. And I just, I guess I would want to say that they should just try their best from beginning to end and never give up no matter what is thrown at their way and no matter what challenges they face. Awesome. Albert, what would you tell an 8th grader? What I tell an 8th grader, you know, how it relates to my brother coming to the high school next year, I tell him do not take anything personal. You know, if people are going to criticize you, you know, or try and teach you something in a certain way that it may seem offensive to you, that not to take it personally because, you know, those who will try and teach you in a certain way, they're just doing it based on what they think is best and how how you're going to learn best. Also, tell them just follow. If if you love playing sports, go ahead and do it. If you love doing clubs, go ahead and do it. Don't let anyone stop you from you know doing whatever you want to do. And especially now that there's high school and you have four years to decide what you want to do, don't take anything personal. Let nothing hold you back, and just give it a hundred percent from the first time around. Because it'll awesome. be much awesome. easier, you know, when you know the much tougher times come, and you know, just giving it the doing it right the first time. It all comes back. It's good karma, basically. Awesome. And I had no idea that you both had uh, eighth grade siblings coming into the high school. Um, we have been speaking with Karina Escobar, salutatorian of her high school, soccer and softball student athlete, and accepted to NYU where she will study international business. And Albert Rivas, uh, eighth in his graduating class of approximately 500, 
Male Scholar Athlete of the Year for his school, lacrosse student athlete, and accepted to Rochester Institute of Technology, where he will be studying chemical engineering. Karina and Albert, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. Stay tuned as we welcome two more scholar athletes to our conversation. <laughs> 